0: Hello, 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 good afternoon, good evening, good morning. You are tuning in, listening to The Cinematic Odyssey here on United to the Moose. It's been quite a minute uh, since we've been on here. I know we've been a bit inconsistent for the past month, two months. Yeah, two months now. Um, But, you know, I think we're actually going to get back into the swing of things, hopefully now. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, stuff happens. uh, Yes, yes, because we've been slacking. But, hey, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. But anyways, um, back in the groove of things, uh, Max and I, where you watched Letter Never Sent, that's the film we're going to be talking about this week, from a filmmaker we already have discussed earlier in the podcast. Uh, He directed the film Soy Cuba, which I absolutely adored uh, and loved. Um, in fact, I loved it so much, it was my number one film that I saw last year, and and uh, this is Letter Never Sent. This is the film that came out
1: before Soikuba, um, although very different from Soikuba, uh, I would say. I mean, not only plot-wise, but also thematically. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like an adventure movie. I mean, it, it's. It,
2: I, I I mean, as we can tell from my my stuttering and my in, inability to form coherent words, I don't know. I was I was I expecting more. Yeah, I think I was. I
1: think I was too. Um,
2: it I felt see. like like okay. When I was in grade school we watched like one of those one of those like Disney's like straight to DVD movies about like sled dogs doing the iditarod. It felt like that. <laughs> it felt like it felt like that. <laughs> this, this was the closest that the USSR has ever gotten to a goofy uh, Disney channel movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, cuz like yeah, I mean, I you know,
1: funnily enough I think it was back in like October or September. Uh, It was around the time when I was watching
0: the Planet of the Apes trilogy, although I didn't finish the trilogy yet. I was
1: re-watching it, and I haven't watched War on Planet of the Apes yet. I mean, I've seen that before, but I digress. Anyways, at that time,
0: I actually started Letter Never Sent, but I was too tired to like actually pay attention to it, so I you know I turned it off and I was like, I'll I'll come back
1: to this at some point. I never and I never actually ended up coming back to it. Um but I was expecting something as grand as Soikuba. Um given I guess uh Mikael's directorial style that I noticed in Soikuba. But, honestly,
0: I didn't really resonate with any of the characters in this film, nor did I um,
1: really feel that attached to their plight. I was more so really impressed by the technical aspects of this film. Um, same with Soikuba. Uh, is your microphone on? Yeah, it is. It doesn't sound like it.
0: You don't, you don't
2: hear me? I mean, I hear you. It just doesn't sound like it's coming through the microphone.
0: Oh, it sounds like no. it's coming through your
2: computer sound.
0: Oh, no. Okay, hold on.
2: This is no, what we call. No, live it's, coming,
0: it's coming from the mic. It's coming from the mic.
2: All right, then maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe I'm yeah, just seeing cool. things. Coming Maybe I'm mic. just like Kostya.
1: See? Yeah. Transition. Bam. Mirage. <laughs> yeah, it's coming from I my too- mic. Yeah, there it is. I too hallucinate my wife sometimes. Wait. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Wait, who? You're talking that? about are you talking about uh, uh, I...
2: Sergey or Constantine? Constantine.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
2: I too hallucinate my wife sometimes.
1: I I thought it was Sergey that was writing the letters at the beginning. Mm-mm. No? No. Constantine's writing to his wife Vera. Sergey
2: also okay. technically has a letter, but he's writing to a woman who does not <laughs> love him back. It I can assume it could technically be what's her name? Tanya. It could technically be her because considering she loves Andre and he loves her.
1: But no, uh, Constantine's written to Vera at the beginning.
0: Okay. Okay. Makes sense. All right. Now. Okay. Okay. That makes sense, I mean,
1: yeah, like uh
0: plot wise, I mean what's what we see is like, okay, so we got these four geologists, and before we even see that, uh there's like a like a letter scroll, word scroll um <clears throat> that we see, and the film is dedicated to the people of the Soviet Union, um and then uh basically, it follows four geologists who are trying to find diamonds in the middle of Siberia. Um, And they end up finding some diamonds, or they find a sample of diamonds. And I was thinking, like, I mean, I'm no geologist, but aren't diamonds, like, found deeper in the earth? (laughs) Isn't that how they're created? (laughs) By pressure (laughs) and (laughs) time? (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't know can you find diamonds like uh and
2: like in the surface
0: like topsoil
2: until they they talked about the space race i thought they were panning for diamonds like gold rushers in the early late 1800s in the u.s
0: yeah 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 yeah, that's right they were panning stuff in the river
2: i was confused
0: i was like wait what are they trying to find diamonds or like Just rocks. Like what's going on here? I mean they're trying to find diamonds, that was the mission.
2: Yeah. And we never see the diamond either. No, we we do, we do. We we see their reaction to it. Yeah. It's not like a a big
0: diamond. We never see a close up of the diamond. True. Yeah.
2: We see the clump of rock that
1: may contain the diamond, but there's never it's not a big diamond. It's like a crumb. It's like a girl. Half carrot. Half carrot diamond. (laughs)
0: Half carrot. For your engagement. (laughs) Uh yeah. Um but and then you know, they're getting ready to like leave and go back home. And then a fire mysteriously breaks out in the forest and then they have to escape. And unfortunately, some of them don't. They perish. Yep. And then that's the end of the film. So on the surface, it sounds boring (laughs) or uninteresting, but uh, honestly, looking at it, just watching it, I was
1: enthralled.
2: Don't worry, it still kind of is
1: okay no 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 no. i know i mean i again i will admit I mean, that the writing the... isn't no i mean
2: you're right props to the yeah. the visual effects and the camera achievement cinematography all of that
0: because i mean think about it they're in the forest no god knows where and this is before Steadicam was invented. And this is, like, the late 50s, I'm assuming, is when they shot this. Um, Definitely. Because <clears throat> it came out in
1: 1960. That's at least when it premiered. Um, and, like, some of these shots, like, especially the shots when the
0: fire is happening, Because it's all practical effects. I mean, that's real fire that you're seeing. In the forest. Like, that's not fake. Uh, Because special effects didn't exist yet. So they couldn't just, like, CGI it in. (laughs) You know? So, like, trying to, like, think about how to block these scenes and choreograph. Like, these movements and stuff. It's, like... And then also capture the shots that they did is, like, mind-blowing. It's super impressive, like, like pioneering-level impressive, I think. And I think that aspect of the film is easily the best aspect of the film. Uh, and I know, <clears throat> I mean, obviously, Soikuba is also visually incredible and very impressive and i'm sure the film that came out before letter never sent uh the cranes are flying is also extremely visually impressive i'm sure there's shots in there that are like mind-blowing too <clears throat> but like you know the the shots of the silhouettes you know when the the lighting when the people are are like lit uh as silhouettes um you know, through the foliage and stuff. Like that one shot when you see the smoke and them standing. And they're walking in line on top of that, like, ridge. Oh, perfect shot. It's the shot of the poster on Letterboxd. That shot. Perfect. Oh, my goodness. Um, it reminded me of The Seventh Seal. The final shot in that film from Igmar Bergman. And in in the final shot, death... Death is in a, like, a daisy-chaining with a bunch of people that we saw in the film that had died. And they're all, like, running around, daisy-chained together, and they're lit as silhouettes, um, hopping around in a field. So that, that shot reminded me of that film, and that, that shot from The Seventh Seal. I'm thinking The Seventh Seal came out before Letter Never Sent. Let me double-check. Because if so, then <clears throat> yeah, it did come out before Letter Never Sent. So I'm assuming Golotov saw the Seventh Seal and he saw that Sean and was like, ooh, I really like that. So I'm going like, to incorporate that in Letter Never Sent. So I thought yeah. that was very, very cool to look at.
1: Yeah. I mean, I 100% agree that
2: the visuals are spectacular. And the fact that it's practical effects, too, makes it I think even more impressive. Um I think then where I take issue with it is at some point my suspension of disbelief falls flat. Not mm. not with the effects, but with how the block some of the blocking makes it through later on.
1: Because again, mm. this is the, the, the it did, it does come out in 1960
2: it feels very, very much like... This one feels like an old movie. Mm -hmm. Soikuba does not feel as old as this one does. I think it might be the the mixing with the score uh, and the fact that it kind of comes in without warning at some points. And it just kind of feels like one of those 1930s or 40s Hollywood um, films as well. But... This is the Soviet Union. This is Russia. This is a place where 60 years plus, maybe 70 years plus, before this film was released, Konstantin Stanislavski goes out and, and is like, hey, let's, let's figure out how to act well. And pioneers the idea of acting in realism. And he and Anton Chekhov and a number of other people, you know, form the art theater in Moscow, and they're presenting plays in the new, realistic style. And this movie apparently forgot about that, because there, every point in which a character is looking for another character, it desperately feels like they are playing to the camera the fact that they are looking just looking for someone. When Tanya is looking in the fire, Or looking for Andre. She's going up and down. And it's choreographed very well. But it's the fact that I know that it's choreographed. It's the fact that it looks choreographed. Um, She she goes up and down in kind of a row looking for him. And then she ends up with her face just in the camera. Because she runs to the camera. As opposed to the camera meeting her. Um, There's the scene. Constantine is looking for tanya in the snow and he's in this little grove of trees Mm -hmm. he walks in a circle and it didn't really seem like there was anything behind the idea of him walking in a circle other than the fact that he needed to go in a circle
0: right and also too in that same scene she literally is like they're right aren't they like basically right next to each other and then she gets out of frame and then she's like way in the distance yep yeah
2: like yeah. yeah and and the there there's this thing he's got with people going right into the middle and hanging on the trees like constantine's character is coming right behind the trees he has a perfect line to just clear the second tree behind the second tree and instead takes a hard right turn to hang in between the two trees framed as a nice shot But I feel like you'd use that just for the photography of the film, not make it a character choice that you're going to go and then take an immediate detour to get hit in the face with a branch hanging out in the middle of these two trees. Mm -hmm. Which is where I think some of the the visuals and the acting in the film fall short of expectations, or at least of expectations from Soy Cuba, which is fantastic, though also released four or five years later.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, in terms of, like, technology, I mean, nothing really changed, technologically speaking, from this film to Soy Cuba. True. <clears throat> also, in fact, I think their budget constraints for Soy Cuba was even less because the Cuban Revolution ended. And I know, if I recall, the Soviets didn't really care for making this that film. And I know the Cubans didn't really care for it either. So, like budget-wise, if I recall, Soy Cuba was even more restricted. If I if I remember correct. If I remember correctly, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I might be wrong, but um, because I know the Soviet Union, they this was
1: like a state-sponsored film, if I recall. If I if I'm correct. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, Right? Yes, it was state-sponsored. Filmed, gosh, when was it filmed? No, it was filmed early.
2: It was filmed a few years earlier than it's released in 64. Well, I mean, it was actually released in the 90s because it was not shown. Oh, Soy Cuba? Yeah, I mean, it was made in the 60s. Yes, it was made, yes,
1: that was made in support 60s. of Fidel Castro and, and yeah. the government there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But But, I mean but yes. that one is I, I was impressed
2: more with the story. I'm impressed more with the messaging. So, you know, maybe so. states funding the arts is a good thing. And maybe the United States should pick up on that.
1: (laughs) They already do do that, dude. (laughs) Top Gun, (laughs) the Avengers. No, seriously, they the 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 what is it?
0: The Department, Department of Defense, of... like, actually <laughs> funded and like helped pay for those films.
2: Yeah, that's I'm a good even, point. I'm not even kidding. No, it. but I mean, like, good. I, I'm sorry, I meant like. <laughs> what did I say? Good oh. art. No, I meant like. I meant like significant art. Oh cool.
0: no, no, oh. absolutely not. No, no. I mean, the Hollywood studios won't even do that. Yeah, so that's true. Yeah. <laughs> major studios want to do that the only studios that really like care about pushing the the art form is like A24 but even then they're not a studio they're just a distributor and Neon but I think they're also just a distributor ter- too
2: that makes sense I think they are as well
0: yeah I think the last time a a studio was actually like making an effort And making sure good films are being made was Paramount in the 2000s when they had Paramount Vantage. But then they were like, oh, it's not making us money, so let's just can it. And uh, Paramount Vantage no longer exists. So I think that was the last time a studio was genuinely interested in pushing the art form, but mm, not anymore.
1: Yeah,
2: and see, the USSR funded the arts in the 60s, and look how well that turned out. Had some great movies.
0: I did. Stuff. No, genuinely. I mean, I mean look every... at War and Peace. Mm-hmm. War and Peace. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think you've seen it, but yeah, War and Peace is incredible. It's four films, too. four films, amazing, amazing. With other
2: Soviet, other Soviet fundings of the arts that I've seen, Soikuba, The Ascent, mm-hmm. both fantastic.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, I think Come and See is also state sponsored. I'm not sure. I think it was Come and See. Yeah, I'm not recall, but yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's because like <clears throat> the United States doesn't really care for the arts, so or at least the U.S. government yeah. doesn't care about art.
2: <laughs> but also, in a in a way, these are were communist kind of propaganda films, so. It does make sense that they would get made because they're in a way promoting the lifestyle uh and the values of the Soviet Union. So
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um which but... in a way we could say, Oh, the ability to make anything in the US reflects our values because you can do anything you want. You can even make fateful findings. A Neil Breen <laughs> yeah, film. Neil
1: <laughs>
0: Neil Breen. Could it happen in Soviet Union? <laughs> Neil Breen. The genius mind of, behind Fateful Findings. Neil Breen. And others. Yeah, and others. Yeah, like five other movies. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Um. I don't know. Do you have anything else to say? I mean... Let me think. I mean, Leto Never Sent, you know. It's very fun to watch, I think. I think, like, looking at it is great. I don't know. I didn't really pull anything out of it, like, in terms of thematically. I mean, the perseverance of the human spirit, I guess. Maybe. Sure. I don't know.
2: But even at that, it's not like we're getting a look inside of uh, Constantine's struggle through the a uh, lonely part when he when it's just him he's kind of just out of it we're just seeing him travel so it's visually impressive but the story doesn't really yeah because like, there's not
0: be really any left. deep dive there's no deep dives into any of the characters
2: it could be a really good like it could be a romantic drama like i was fully expecting him to die If I'm honest, just because I think I'm used to the bleak part of Soviet art. I think I was just used to that. So I was was kind of just expecting him to die, and then he didn't die. And I'm like, wait, is that deus ex machina, quite literally? Because I thought the Soviets didn't believe in God. Hashtag no no state-sponsored religion.
1: (laughs) I mean, I just... uh... It felt, yeah, I mean,
2: this is my Goofy Odd Disney Channel movie, but with way better
1: visuals. Goofy on Disney Channel movie, brought to you by yes. the Soviet Union.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 no, you... <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're using my line, dude.
2: Yeah, I know. We're making it a thing. <laughs> goofy odd. a bit. <laughs> Remind me again uh what what your um what the last movie you described as a goofy odd Disney Channel movie was.
0: Oh, Coda.
2: You're darn right it was. I'm slapping yeah, back.
0: You love that movie. I do. Well fortunately I don't like this that much. I like it, but not that much.
2: No, I know. I just think it fits. (laughs) (laughs) I was, oh, I just thought it fit really, really well. (laughs) No, I mean, sure.
1: Sure.
0: Minus the death part, you know, because no one dies in a Disney Channel movie.
2: Well, all the moms die.
0: Moms die in Disney Channel movies? Yeah, in all all the uh,
2: Disney princess movies. All the moms die. Um... Princess and the Frog. Dad dies. Frozen. Mom and Dad Channel, die. You know? uh, Mulan. No one dies. Those aren't Flex. Those aren't Disney, uh, Aladdin. Those aren't Mom's channels. not in the picture. Oh, you mean Dis- Oh, Disney Channel. Oh, yeah. That was the whole
0: joke. Lemonade Channel, Mouth.
2: Right? Lemonade Mouth. Bridget Mendler's parents are separated, and one's in prison.
1: I think. R- really. Yeah, she lives with her grandma. No way. Yeah, I mean, the, um, uh,
2: what? <laughs> uh, Teen Beach movie, Ross Lynch's character I think lives with his father or grandfather or uncle. He's not staying with his now whether or not that's just a, a summer thing, but he's not staying with his parents. That's for darn sure. Uh,
1: yeah. it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a real thing. That's funny. I love how you know that about Teen Beach movie. <laughs> you know, there was a time
2: <laughs> that was before when... our generation, though. I mean
0: after our generation though.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I had a younger sister so Oh,
0: oh, yeah. I, I mean, my my sister watched that too. But I didn't I didn't
1: remember. Well, I didn't even watch it with her so It was it was a formative experience in my childhood. But,
2: uh, is it time for my, my fun little segment? Yes,
1: yes it is. I think. Okay. Yeah. So, I actually couldn't think of a witty name for it this time.
2: So, uh-huh. this is just, this is just a bunch of chicken puns. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally just a bunch of chicken puns. I'm about to tell the story of Letter Never Sent. With a, a series of chicken puns.
1: Oh boy! <laughs> so that's what you've been <laughs> writing this entire time.
2: Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so first off, we get this this beautiful shot in the um from a helicopter uh, as it drops off our four characters in Siberia in the taiga, and you know at that point the bird. Helicopter slang. Uh, the chicken, uh, the chicken flew the coop, leaves him stranded. Uh, then we're uh, we have a pecking order established with Sergey being the lead explorer. We've got Tanya and Andre, the two geologists, and then we have Constantine, who's there. I actually don't think they clarify what his position is. He's smart, that's for sure. He's an explorer,
1: that's for sure. Uh, I forget. Happens sometimes. Yeah, he's, he's a scientist of some sort.
2: Early on in the trip, everyone's having a blast. We're having fun in the rain. We're having fun with each other. And Andre discovers a letter. That Sergei's been writing to a woman that he loves, who does not love him back, but instead loves another man, and that man loves her. My suspicion is it's, ta- it's about Tanya, or to Tanya, from, and, and Andre, and he discovers that. So, they better walk on some eggshells around that subject with uh, Sergei
1: present. And also, too, wouldn't that make sense? Because did Sergei slap Andre? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right? He called him a fish. That was funny. He, like, that was pretty a war fight. But. Bam! Right on the friend's cheek, dude. <laughs> Pushed him in the water. <laughs> yeah. And Andre goes
2: a little too far. And he gets Sergey madder than a wet hen. Creates a little fight, a little skirmish, a little. whatever. But, you know, as they keep exploring, they, they, they found. They find the uh, the diamonds through hard work, grit, determination. I guess you can say the early bird gets the worm. Um, and then the fire starts. And you know, in in searching for uh the supply boat that has since floated a little bit downriver, uh, after gets the, getting them the supplies, Sergey's running around with like a chicken with his head cut off, or
1: a chicken who got crushed underneath a flaming tree trunk. But you know, chicken with his head cut off.
2: <laughs> and you see, that's the fun thing about this, because right before that they keep saying, you know, when we get back, we're it's gonna be amazing. We're gonna get be celebrated, we're gonna have our statues made of diamonds. <laughs> when don't count your chickens before they hatch.
1: Yeah. Skill issue, I guess. So-
2: So now there's three of them, and Andre's hurt. And so Tanya and uh, Constantine have to drag Andre around. And Andre's like, no, I'm going to end up killing both of you. I need to dip and end myself, thanks to natural elements. Uh, And he just kind of chickened out of life.
1: Chickened out of life? The dude was getting carried, bro. He was getting carried by both (laughs) of them.
2: I'm really, I'm really, really reaching for some of this stuff. Um, This next one really isn't a a chicken metaphor, but more a reference to Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Um, Big Bird, whilst on the roof looking for Santa Claus,
1: freezes his giblets. So does Tanya. And then she dies. (laughs) <laughs> and then not to not to come full
2: circle or anything but uh, Constantine on his makeshift ice log
1: ice gets a
2: helicopter to come down, chill out, rescue him and then he, it's time for him to fly the coop. Back home he's
1: the only survivor. survivor.
2: He's the only survivor. Yeah. Probably you, chicken.
1: Chicken you know actually
2: that's the one question I wanted to ask as well. Like, why these people are spending so much time in the middle of a forest fire?
1: Oh, how are they not
2: dead from smoke inhalation?
1: That... Oh, you know what? That also reminds me. They're there. They're there in the forest for, like, at least half a year. Yeah. They're there for a long time, dude. Like, They must have had is, a good is rations. That is that, like, Normal for those types of expeditions to be that long? Oh, absolutely like, not. Know. Like, that's a I long mean, time. it's supposed to be they're supposed to be picked up before fall. Yeah, like, what was up with that? Like, I think the fire scared everybody away, they, but they were still, but the fire didn't start. Before fall, it started after fall started, mm. right? Because they found the diamonds right. in autumn, which is uh, fall. Another word for fall. I mean, a three-month expedition makes sense to me. But they they were there during throughout the whole summer. Yeah, and weren't they? Did they did they get there in the spring or the summer? I imagine it's the summer. Okay. I mean, they're not super clear about it. Also, it's entirely
2: possible that, like, it's Siberia. It's totally possible that it just dumps snow in September and it stays.
1: Yeah, because I was going to say, like, snow came out of nowhere. I was like, no way that the fire has ravaged for, like, multiple months. Well, I mean, it didn't, but they were missing for that long. Yeah, like, like alive, like they were, they've survived for like that long. When the fire started, dang, really, yeah. really makes you think, doesn't it? I mean, look, I wasn't really thinking about that when I was watching this. To be honest, I was just like, oh, that's a cool shot. Oh, that's really cool shot. Oh. <laughs> Nice. That is stunning. Taking mental screenshots. I was like, that is stunning. Stunning. I really love the shots of the camera behind, like, foliage as they would be walking in front of that. Especially the shot of, I think it was Andre and Anya running in, like, the field of, like, flowers or whatever. I don't know if you mm. remember that, but mm-hmm. there was a shot of, yeah. I think it was them running and yeah, and I was like, I feel like I've seen a t- like this type of shot in a more modern film before. You definitely and have. Like, and I was like, it's just like the first of its kind. <laughs> setter. I mean, maybe. I mean, it is old. This movie is old, so. Although I doubt it. I mean, maybe. But, uh. Yeah. I mean, drip? Drip? We got the best drip. Honestly, I don't no i don't know if i really have an answer because it was kind of hard to really pick out an outfit yeah i really like well one it's in black and white so i can't really see any of the colors so i can't see the colors of what they're wearing l colors but also two like i don't know i mean I guess I like I I really I like the sweaters like the turtleneck sweaters that the characters wear. I like those;
0: those were cool. Yeah.
2: I think Andre's fit at the beginning, like as he's getting into his fight with Sergey. That's a pretty good one. Also, the fur coat that Constantine's wearing near the end.
1: Pretty nice. Oh, in the snow. Is that the that yes. same Yeah. That's yeah. That's that where I sit it. on the whole thing. It's a nice piece. Mm-hmm. Also, too that 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 guy that comes and rescues him at the end of the film. That you know we see a close up of that that rescuer or whatever. He looks like Dominic West in Dominic West from The Wire and uh, from The Square. Oh, okay. That oh, American. Well, he's not American, but he plays in American square, doesn't he? I bet he does, doesn't he? <laughs> but he's in the he's in the wire. Yeah, you know, I'm him gonna up. take your word for it. <laughs> he looks just like a it's like doppelganger. <laughs> I believe you. I I. <laughs> I mean I'm I'm also impressed at the fact that they can't grow out a full beard in six months. What's up with that? Well, I don't know. anyways I mean, Yeah. That's letter to percent. Letter number percent. Uh I mean, look, I know we didn't make it seem interesting. We didn't really talk. I mean there's not much to say. I guess we were expecting something more grand and ultimately we were disappointed. But that's not our fault. That's the fault. But I would recommend it solely just to look at it. I think it's... I think it's... like Visually, it's very impressive. And I think it's worth seeing for that. And it's not terribly long. It's only an hour and a half. So you're not like sinking too much time into it although I do certainly think that it would have been made better if you know I think if we kind of if the film dived more into the characters and like fleshed them out a lot more mm-hmm. and their relationships with the, with each other and the relationships that they have back at home um, and then uh, fle- fleshed out the themes of the film like I think it would have been better Better movie Yeah, I, I agree. That's my takeaway. Take. I mean, I agree
2: with you. I there there are spots where it could have been made a very very gripping,
1: powerful film, and instead, kind of goes the cute.
2: Route. I don't know if if cute's the right word, considering three people do succumb to natural causes. So like it, that's probably the wrong word. But it just feels. I'm gonna go back to it. Goofy old Disney Channel movie. Of course, the main character is gonna get survived at the end. Of course, the one who has the love letter back home gets to survive. The love triangle that isn't really a triangle. <laughs> gone. Who cares about them? We only care about the
1: main character who is something to live for back home. Of course that person gets to live. That's good. That's it. <laughs> yeah, look, I pasted, I pasted a screenshot of the guy in the film. In the chat. Uh huh. Okay, I see the guy. He's got a very furrowed brow. Big old nose too. Mm, this is dumb. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, no, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah, let's it that, like no, a... that is, that does look a lot like no. him. Holy cow. Yeah, it looks oh. just like quest. Holy crap. God just put a really fluffy cap on him. <laughs> oh, wow. How many That's like the time traveler confirmed? Confirmed. like the spitting image. Do you have Russian heritage? No, he's English. Oh. Lame. He's, he's, uh, he's born in Yorkshire, England. Wait, was he, born in, was he born in 1960? He was born in 69, yeah. Huh? This actor, uncredited in his role...
2: Uh made his way to England. Found a biddy in sixty-eight.
1: There's Dominic West. As we know him now. Dominic West. Sheffield, Yorkshire, England. This is devolving, like I so offended, I feel like I just I, I offended our British listeners. I'm sorry. This is I this is myself. this is gone. When I he's from Yorkshire. Say, you said he was yeah, born in Yorkshire? Yorkshire?
2: Yeah. Ooh. I tried to learn a Yorkshire <laughs> accent.
1: I need to stop. Winter. I need to stop doing that British accent. <laughs> I'm going to lose a certain British <laughs> Yeah. I have a feeling, I have a, I have a feeling that uh, somebody that I follow on Letterboxd, and he follows me back, is somebody that actually listens to our podcast. Although I'm not sure. Ooh. That's just a, <laughs> a suspicion I have. But anyway. Does it seem does it seem to surprise you that
2: someone would listen though? No. Right? Doesn't surprise me that people listen.
1: Because we're fantastic. No, 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 no. I'm not shocked that people listen. <laughs> which is good. But uh I mean, this episode is derailed quite significantly. Oh, wait. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) So unserious Uh, right now. Yes. (laughs) So what are we doing next week? (laughs) That's a fantastic question. We've got something for Valentine's Day, maybe. I have ideas. The film that you wanted to watch for Christmas? Perhaps? I, I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. You I pitched another. Actually. Actually love. Really? Actually? Actually love. Oh, God, I love that movie so much. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It'd be so funny if I just did not like it. I, you know what,
2: I think you're gonna have several problems with it, and I'm fully prepared for that.
1: <laughs> you're gonna have your like rebuttals ready.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna give it like a I don't know. I'm I'm picturing like three, three and a half, and I think that I think you're gonna have several problems that are well well thought of if it's not in a romantic comedy. I mean, and let me think, <laughs> Roma rom coms, you
1: know. I don't think I've watched many. I've seen Crazy Stupid Love, which I love. That was really fun. I've seen anyone but you that like new one that came He's out to anyone. just recently. That one mm. Yeah, it was alright. That, that wasn't that Um and I'm sure I've seen other rom coms, but I can't really think of them off the top of my head. I mean, I love my romance films and I love my comedies, but rom coms? Okay. I, I, you know what?
2: I, 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 I have my suspicions, I but I mean, if you come out and you love it, you know you're not wrong.
1: You are I not wrong I... at all. I guess Mean Girls also counts. Like the original.
2: I would not count that as romantic comedy.
1: Okay. but is, uh, I'm just looking at a list on Letterboxd. Oh, okay. Well then... I mean... I, I'll, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I think it is one of the most well-written
2: films. Thoroughly well-written films. To come out ever. Every there are jokes on jokes, on jokes. Every line has its payoff. Everything, even a throwaway, is important and ends up having weight, either for a joke, for character development, for a bit,
1: for plot. It's all important, and it's so good. well, i'm I'm gonna have my expectations or actually. I'm gonna go in with no expectations. How about that? That'd be. Great. That's a great call. Yeah, I'm gonna go in with no expectations. I'm not gonna like read reviews or anything before. I'm just gonna like resist the urge to go on Letterboxd and look at it, like see what my the people that I follow have said about it. I'm just gonna ignore all that, you know. Um, that's a and not that's like, a great that idea. My my viewing. But um, yeah. I saw uh, the holdovers recently. That was amazing. And American Fiction was hilarious. Uh, and now I got two more films to watch from the best nom- best picture nominees: Past Lives and Maestro. So I'm hoping that uh, I won't want to throw my controller at my TV after watching my istro. I know I love past lives, but my <laughs> You know, I think it's better than most, I think. I mean, not nominees, it's, it's but so like hard, though. I mean, no, but that's a different movie. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> okay, okay, let's get out of here, <laughs> yes, 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 we've we've yeah, no more tangents, we've held them captive, <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys for listening to us, like talk nonsense for like twenty minutes. delirium yeah. setting in, all right, well, next week, um, love actually. Let's hope I like it. Fingers crossed. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No expectations. expectations. Um, Man, I really... No, (laughs) Uh... (laughs) I'm not. Yes. Anyways, well, thank you for listening, everybody. Sorry again for the inconsistent uploads. Um, hopefully, from here on out, we'll be a lot more consistent. and uh, we'll get back on track. And also too, uh, being more involved in the socials as well, like expanding that sector for immersion. So indeed. There's
2: a new highlight uh, below our profile that's going to be what each of us saw. Our story updates for the past two weeks or maybe a month and a half of our, you know, cinematic odysseys. Bumps. And, yeah. you know, what we thought, what we recommend, That's that whole thing. So you can check those out on the Instagram, odyssey.ov.cinema.
1: You just want to get a glimpse into our personal lives. Our watch lists. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for,
0: thank you everybody for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. This has been uh, cinematic odyssey
1: here on the United to the Moose letter. Never sent forever.